Thank you for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. Our mission is to create space for all people, to experience the compassionate love of the Father, and to discover the calling He has for their life. Please enjoy the message today, recorded live inside the Wilson Performing Arts Auditorium at Platte County High School in Platte City, Missouri. Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. We ask that you would encourage us this day to never think that the situation that we are currently in is impossible. You would encourage us today to never give up. When we think that there is just no way There's no way. Or this is the way it's always going to be. There's never going to be anything different than this right now. Lord, would you encourage us from story after story in in your word that proves otherwise? Would you encourage us with even the ways that you've delivered us in the past from all kinds of different things that we thought we would never come out of? But yet here we are. Would you inspire us today of the possibilities that are for us when we put our hope and our trust in you? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Fuel. (laughs) Fuel for 2019 possibilities. Let me ask you, is is it too dark in here? Can you see okay or do we need to turn the lights up a little bit? We're okay? Um, do you know that right here, right here in our, in our nice little town, right here in Platte City, America, that there are people who are weary and heavy burdened? Do you know that? You drive right by their house every day. You see them at the grocery store, you walk by, you might smile at them, you might say hi, you might say hi back, you might be the person that you took their cart and you took it in for them so they didn't have to mess with it at the grocery store. Maybe you saw them at CVS, you saw them at the YMCA. But right here, right in our community, there are people who feel like that guy at the beginning of that race. And I know that to be true because I I speak to them often, and maybe you do too. And maybe it's you <laughs> that feels that way. I was struck by that, um, that reality in a, in a whole f- new way just not too long ago when I had the opportunity to, to meet with a, a precious woman who just said, you know, I just I can't do it alone anymore. I'm tired, and I, and I just I had to reach out for some help. And I've probably driven by that house several times, and you just don't know what it is that people are going through. And we will never know what it is that they're going through unless, for one, people reach out, but also if we're willing and uh, available to reach in and make ourselves available for people who who are hurting. There are many who need to know right here in this community that their current reality is not impossible. 
Because we read in Scripture over and over again that all things are possible for God. There are many that have broken hearts because of loss. They need to know the comfort of the God of all comfort. I just got a phone call the other day. I was going in to uh, just have some coffee at Bee Creek. And I get a phone call and say, hey, Brady, this is so-and-so. You remember me? Sure, I remember you. Hey, I just want you to be praying about, uh, we just had this devastating loss in our family. Her 17-month-old granddaughter died in her sleep a couple nights before that. And she says, we just need comfort. We just need answers. My son, the father of this, this precious little girl, is angry at God. He doesn't understand how this could happen doesn't make any sense. He probably is in this place right now like, how is it possible for me to feel any kind of comfort at all in the midst of this great sorrow? It's just one story out of many stories. There's situations of, of maybe between you and another person that you feel like there's just no way I'm ever going to bridge that gap again because of some hurt that happened. And, and unless... Just God just intervenes and that person comes to me and humbles themselves or I get the courage to go to that person and humble myself. I'm never going to be able to really talk to that person again or have a conversation with that person again or even look them in the eye when I see them at the store. Let me just tell you what happened to me on Friday. Friday, I was at the grocery store getting a few things and I forgot something, so I had to go back around to the other side of the store, and I came back a different direction, and when I was coming back, there was this lady with a cart full of groceries. She was coming up to, a, to an aisle, and I was coming up, and I see her, and I couldn't help it, but I had to make eye contact with her. And I saw her in the store earlier, and, I, and I'll just be honest with you, I'll just be real with you, I didn't want to make eye contact with her. Because this is a person who... Uh, during a difficult time in our family, she, she really kind of frustrated me, and I was really kind of angry at, at them for a while. And so here I am. i got to lead by example. I, I'm, if I'm going to preach it, I better, I better live it out, you know. And so there's this person. She makes eye contact with me, and she says, oh, hey, hi. And she smiles, and I'm like, that's okay. That kind of takes down the tension just a little bit. I'm like, oh, hey, hey, how are you doing? And she's like, oh, doing fine. How, how's your family and that kind of stuff? And I just stopped her right there and I said, let's not go any further until I tell you I'm sorry for what happened between us. And I just want you to know that that was a difficult season in our life. That season's over. And I just, if there's any kind of animosity between the two of us, it just needs to go away. You know what she did? She hugged me and said, thank you. Now the next time I see this person, think about how different I'm going to feel. All that's gone now. Next time I see her, I'm like, hey, how are you doing? How's it going? How's your sons? How's your, you know, whatever. All that's gone now. Do you have a relationship like that? Do you know anybody like that in your life that you need to have that conversation with? Probably, to some extent. Maybe it's your ex-spouse. No, Brady, that is impossible. You don't know my ex-spouse. <laughs> for those of you listening online (laughs) first of all thank you for listening online but if you're listening online (laughs) here's a man who speaks with conviction (laughs) and with some experience (laughs) can we have a ditto in the back yeah listen let me me just give you some I I know maybe it's 
I'm not going to say it's not possible because it is possible. But I think one of the most important things that happens in a relationship like that is the word called forgiveness. You've got to let it go. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to your current spouse. Let it go. So, that was an impossible situation. My, here, just, this just in, this morning I got a text message from Brady Rogers, who, man, who just laid it on the line last Sunday. If you didn't, like, get down to the, the essentials and build, get down to the foundation through repentance, listen to Brady's sermon last week, you weren't listening. And I don't know how you weren't listening, because I was listening online, and I could control the volume online. <laughs> All right? <laughs> I could see when it was getting ready to spike, and I could turn it down. A little bit. <laughs> From the comfort of my own home, you know, I was repenting. <laughs> but Brady just said that they spent um, about four hours in the hospital last night with Carrie's grandmother, who's 90 years old, gave her life to Jesus when she was 10 years old, and she fell, they, she fractured her hip, she went to the, to the hospital, they did some x-rays, they said, yeah, you fractured your hip, you know, at 90 years old, that's devastating, but you know that they prayed, they fasted and they prayed, they took another x-ray, no fracture unexplained. Well, yeah, amen. What you think is impossible is possible. You guys clap like you've never experienced anything like that before in your life. I encourage you to keep, keep pressing in. So the Bible is full of impossible stories. Now here's what you want to do. In your Bible, turn to Romans chapter 4, okay? And put your, get your hand in Romans 4 and then Romans 4 and then also Luke 1, okay? And so and these, these, I'm going to run through some stories real quick. And uh, you don't have to turn to every one of these stories. You can make notes if you want to, if, you, if you're a note taker. So the Bible is full of impossible stories and scenarios that God made possible. And so it starts right from the very beginning, right? In the beginning, God, the earth was formless, empty, until God spoke. And bam, <laughs> nothing went to something just by his words. He intervened in an impossible situation and, and made something happen. Noah, in Genesis 6, had the impossible task of building a seriously large vessel that didn't make sense at the time, obviously. Do you ever think at some point, and you've got to know that he did this, at some point that Noah sat down and said, this is impossible. Like, how are we possibly going to build this size of ship with the tools that we currently have? Not an impossible task now. But back then, it seemed like it would be impossible. But Noah did everything God commanded him, which I think is an important piece. Against impossible odds, he completed that task. Some say that it took around 100 years for him to build this boat. And then, okay, so he got the boat built, and then he had to convince his wife and his kids it was a good idea to get on board. Can you imagine how impossible? Have you ever tried to change your wife's mind, gentlemen? It is not an easy task. Yes, David's shaking his head. No, it's not. Because once she gets her mind made up, you just might as well go along with it. But so he had to convince him to, to literally get on board <laughs> here and figuratively, or figuratively and then literally on the, on the boat. And then he had to gather all the animals in the process, too. So impossible task, but God made possible. What about Abraham in Genesis chapter 11? You see his story. God told him to leave his home, go to a land that God will show him. Like, trust me, I'll, I'll show you. He told Abraham that he will make him into a great nation and bless him. God told him that he will be the father of many nations. 
the father of many nations. But he says, how is this going to be possible? Since I don't have a son and his wife and him both were too old to have kids. Do you know that they both laughed at God? <laughs> is there, does that sound relatable to some of us? Like the situation going on in your life and you just say, yeah, there is no way this is going to happen. I, and I, you know, it's just, it's so, we're, we're, it's so difficult at this particular point. All I can do is laugh. Because it doesn't seem like it's ever going to end. They both laughed when God told them that Sarah would, would bear Abraham a son and she will be the mother of many nations and that kings will come from her family. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe is a better response. But in Genesis 18, 14, it says, Is there anything too hard for the Lord? And I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. And if you read the story, it happened. <laughs> it's exactly the way God said it was going to happen. So look at Romans chapter 4. Okay? Romans chapter 4, let's look at verse, starting at verse 18. And this is, is the Apostle Paul, but he's talking about the faith of Abraham in the midst of, of listening to God and believing the promise that God had for him. And so listen what it says, starting in verse 18. It says, He believed, hoping against hope, so that he became the father of many nations according to what, he had, been, what had been spoken. So will your descendants be, it says, he did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body to be already dead since he was about 100 years old and also the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver in unbelief at God's promise, though he laughed, but he did not waver in unbelief, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, for he was fully convinced that what God had promised he was also able to do. Do you hear that? He was fully convinced that what God had promised, God was able to do it. Okay, so in so many of these circumstances, it's, it's about you obviously having faith, but it's also believing that God, who is different than we are, is able to do it, no matter what the situation is that you're going through. Now, we're going to come back to Romans here in just a minute, okay? So you can leave your, leave your place marked there. What about Moses leading the people out of Egypt, cross the Red Sea on dry ground, watch God make bitter water sweet. He watched water, he watched them make water come out of a rock to, to give the people a drink, manna from heaven, quail from heaven. They wandered for 40, you know they wandered for 40 years in the desert and it said their feet did not swell. Can you imagine? Teach, some of you teachers, you stand and you teach all day long and your feet hurt afterwards. 40 years they wandered in the desert. And God did not allow their feet to swell. Even though they are whining, grumbling babies. If you've read that story, they were awful. But God still showed himself faithful to them. When the people of Israel crossed the Jordan River, when they were getting ready to go into the promised land, they crossed it in the same fashion as they crossed the sea. Joshua, in Joshua 4, 24 says, He did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. So when God delivers you out of an impossible situation and it becomes obvious that it's possible, you need to share that story so that other people will see the power of God in your own life so that they might be encouraged. And then, by the way, they did walk around a city fortified with great walls 
and the walls fell down just by them walking around. That seems impossible, right? But it's right here in Scripture. Judges uh, chapter 7, God showed himself faithful to a guy named Gideon. Used him and only 300 soldiers to defeat 135,000 Midianites with clay jars, horns, and torches. Gideon doubted his own strength, but God told him, go in the strength that you have. It was almost as if God was saying, you do your part, and I will do my part. Don't go in the strength that your neighbor has or that other people in the church have. You go in the strength that you have. Go with what God has given you. You believe that God is doing something unique inside of you, and don't have to compare it to other people. Your race is your race, right? And so just go in the strength that God has provided you. And then we don't have time, a, whole, a lot of time to talk about it, but what about Daniel's three amigos, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? You know, fiery furnace, there were three, then there were four, and they come out without even a hair singed, without even the smell of them being in the fire. And then Di- or Daniel in the lion's den, they throw him in, he somehow comes out alive. Impossible situations that, it, that actually inspire kings to make changes in their in their whole kingdom because of God doing impossible or possible things in possible situations. And I think the thing that rings true about all of these situations that we read about is the fact that God came to them and was present with them in the midst of their need. Do you hear that? So God comes to you and is present with you in the midst of your need. He doesn't stand back from a distance and hope it's going to be okay. Now, sometimes we do that with other people. Man, I just hope they're going to be okay, but I don't want to get involved in that mess. But God doesn't do that. God literally, in the form of Jesus, left heaven and came to earth to make impossible things possible. Some pretty incredible story, if you think about it. So if it's true for them, then it's true for whatever circumstance you find yourself in this morning. Those are just Old Testament examples. Let's look at the beginning of the New Testament. So I had you turn to Luke, right? So Luke chapter 1. Okay, a couple different scenarios here. For one, the the angel comes and uh, tells Zechariah and Elizabeth that they're going to have a child in their old age, barren womb, and you know what Zechariah says? Probably says the same thing we would say. How is this going to be? How is this possible? Like it doesn't make sense. In, in our economy, it doesn't make sense. Like how is it possible that God is going to be able to take something that had nothing in it and make something come out of it? I don't know. He created the universe. We sometimes forget that. <laughs> we forget to be in awe of that. But yet he tells them, in this particular case, that it's going to happen. Now, Zechariah, kind of like Abraham in some sense, didn't really believe, and Zechariah was silenced until the baby was born because he didn't believe that it was happening. And then the same thing, as you see in Luke chapter 1, um, in, let's look at verse 24. This is a very familiar passage. We just had Christmas, and so we talked about it. Mary was told that she will have a child, though she had never been with a man. The Holy Spirit would come upon her. She would have a child. Mary asked the angel in verse 24, how can this be? There's a question again. How can this be? How is it possible that this could possibly happen? And so the angel replied to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. 
power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called childless. And there's the phrase. For nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing will be impossible with God. So, in the last few minutes that we have together, I'm going to change gears a little bit. All right, so we've looked at these scenarios, these situations, things that seemed impossible that God made possible. But do you know that right here in our nice little community in Platte City, USA, do you know that there are people who have never heard the good news of Jesus Christ? You're going to say, Brady, how can this be? I mean, that's impossible, right? I mean, we live right here in the middle of the United States. Christian nation. Founded upon Christian principles. And there are people who live in our community that have never heard anybody tell them about the good news of Jesus Christ and how they can find salvation through his name, that they can experience hope in today and hope for tomorrow. They've never heard the truth. They've heard bits and pieces of the truth. You know why I know that's true? Because I sit in the hot tub almost every Monday, Wednesday, Friday with a guy who's only heard bits and pieces of the truth. And he is so deceived what he thinks is necessary to know who Jesus is and to be with, with him in heaven someday. Like he's just hoping that he's been a good enough person that he'll make it in. He hopes his good deeds outweigh his bad deeds. And he just thinks, ah, it's going to be okay. And I was like, brother, without Jesus, it's not going to be okay. It's not going to be okay. Because it is impossible to be in the Father's presence. It's impossible to go to heaven apart from Jesus. You can't do it from here, brother. You can't do it in your goodness and your niceness. And just because your three kids turned out okay doesn't mean that's okay in the Lord's eyes. I mean, I'm glad that your kids are okay. Don't get me wrong. But if you don't know Jesus, if you put your hope and trust in Jesus, if he's not your Lord and Savior, I'm telling you, that's not enough. Right here in Platte City, where we have everything we need. No reason to doubt that God's goodness and his faithfulness and his possibilities are endless for us. Right here. But here's the cool thing that's possible with God. The worst of sinners in this room, this community, this state, this nation, this world, is not too far from the grace of God. That he cannot reach them. That his arm is not too short to save them, as it says in Isaiah 59.1. Do you know, listen to this, at the end of Luke, that, that, that passage that I read, that nothing is impossible with God, in my Bible it cross-references a story in Matthew chapter 19 where Jesus is talking with his disciples and a rich young ruler comes to him and says, hey, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus kind of says, well, you know, have you done this, this? Yeah, yeah, I've done all those things since I saw the kid. And then he said, hey, just sell everything, come follow me. That's what's necessary. And the guy was like, ah, can't do that. I got too much. And then Jesus says it's impossible for a rich man to enter into heaven like a camel through the eye of a needle. And, but then Jesus says this words. It says, but what is impossible for man is possible for God. And so that makes me think about this, 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 this fact. Our salvation is impossible for man. Our resurrection from the dead is impossible for man. But it's not impossible for God. 
So listen, back to Romans chapter 4, okay? We're going to finish up with this. Romans chapter 4, verse 22 through 25. It says, you know, Abraham, we just talked about Abraham. He believed what God had promised, that he was able to do it. Therefore, it was credited to him for his righteousness. Now it was credited to him, was not written just for Abraham alone, but also for all of us. It will be credited to us who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. So that in our belief, an impossible situation becomes very possible. So this impossibility of us somehow finding God in the midst of this, all this stuff that we're going through right now, when we put our hope and trust in Jesus, the impossible happens. Death to life is what happens in our belief, in our trust, in our hope in Jesus Christ. Because the resurrection of the dead gives us hope for today, right? And it gives us hope for tomorrow. That there is more to this life than just this life. So there's more to this being the, the last one in the race. And you think you're never going to catch up. There's more to it. There's more to come. Even if you lose the race on this earth, there's more to come for you in eternity. Because of the hope in the resurrection of Jesus. Because of our belief. It says that his faith was credited to him as righteousness because he trusted and he believed. Not because he did anything. He believed and he put his hope in that, right? And so the same thing for us. So here's, here's my thought. I was thinking about this as I was preparing for this message. I heard this quote from this guy named Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney, football coach at Clemson. Great coach, better follower of Jesus, which matters more than anything you could ever win on a football field anyway. Listen to what he said. He says, if there is hope in the future... We know that there's something better coming for us in the future than there is power in the present to deal with whatever mess you're dealing with in your life right now. Do you hear that? If there's hope in the future, there's power in the present for you right now. I want you to be encouraged by that today as you walk out of here. And you can share the same thing with people you come in contact with. Hey, if there's hope in the future, there's power for you right now in the present to get through whatever it is that you're going through. And here, take it to the next level. Say, I will walk with you through it. Because God does possible things in impossible situations through people just like you and me. And he can do it, do it in supernatural ways, but more than likely, he's going to do it through you. You being Christ in the flesh to these people that you come in contact with. Hopefully that makes sense to you. It's a huge responsibility. It's not a burden. It's a privilege to walk out of here with that this day as the worship team comes I got one more thought there is only one thing impossible for God okay are you listening you thought well I think all things are possible for God there is one thing impossible for God and that is a person's unbelief and rejection Jesus. He has done everything necessary for us to see the hope and the trust and the, the love and the provision. But there will still be people who will reject the truth of Jesus. 
And because of his free will that he has planted inside of us, that is our right to do so. And he is not going to force you to believe in him. John chapter 3, verse 36 says, The one who believes in the Son has eternal life, but the one who rejects the Son will not see life. Instead, the wrath of God remains on him. Let us pray. Father, we pray. I pray there'll be no one in this room that will reject the truth of who Jesus is. I pray that what seems impossible for maybe a particular individual who's sitting here listening to these words to to put their hope in in Jesus, I pray that they would, would know that it's possible right now, right here, by just opening their mouth and saying, Jesus, I confess you as Lord. I believe in my heart that you were raised from the dead. I want to go from being lost to being found, from being dead to alive. I want to know that there is hope in my situation right now and there is hope for eternity because of my faith and trust in you. I know for a parent that's the greatest desire, Father, is for my kids to know Jesus more than they know anything else on this earth. More than they trust anything else on this earth. I pray that it be the case for everyone in this room. That just to know Jesus, to put their hope and trust in Jesus makes all things possible. Pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks again for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. We hope it leaves you encouraged. If you need more information about the church or need to talk to someone about prayer or faith in Jesus, please visit our website, thecallingcommunitychurch.com and fill out the contact form. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a blessed day.